Now, I want to introduce uh, both uh, Ray and Flora. Both guys yes, both come up, and uh, I'm going to pray for you guys. And, uh, Ray, uh, now Flora, one of my bestest friends of all time. Uh, he left here, though, to go and suffer doing ministry in Hawaii. Uh, <laughs> Many, many moons ago now. I don't know. How long has it been? 20, Since 96. 96. I, don't, I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. How did that happen? It's a miracle. <laughs> it's a miracle. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Ray heard, heard the call and, and uh, took his family to Hawaii. Uh, to do ministry there and has been doing faithful ministry in Hawaii. I, I love going and visiting him. And um, he'll share some of his story uh, with me. But um, I, we, we were, uh, actually, I was talking to Brooke, and, and he's like, I, I'm like, I'm going to be on vacation. And he's like, yeah, well, I want to go on vacation too. And, and, and I said, well, Ray called me and said, he's coming. I said, Let, let's have Ray speak. And, 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 and he goes, of course, have Ray speak because, you know, every, every preacher has something in their heart already. So I'm like, yeah, that's a perfect idea. And then I don't have to hear myself, uh, which is always good uh, that, uh, because I already have my own thoughts. I speak to myself all the time. I don't know if you know that. Uh, but uh, these guys dear to us. They're, they're heading into a new season of life. They've just, uh, their youngest has now just gone off to college and that's why they're, up, they're on the mainland, uh, not the United States. Uh, anyway, I, people will get caught in it's like stateside. Um, and so I want to just pray for you guys because new season means mm -hmm. new, yeah. you know, who knows what purposes God is now putting in your heart. You know how it is when we get older, we're like, okay, now we can rest. Yeah. But no, no. <laughs> this guy's always been refired, so that, that's that's why I like hanging on to him. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pray for him. Why don't you guys extend your hands and uh, let's let's pray for Ray and Flora. Father, we are thankful uh, for the the people you put in our lives, and then uh, we're thankful to see how God uses each and every one of us in such unique and special ways. And Lord, we are grateful for Ray and Flora. And uh, for this new season of their life, Lord Jesus, that uh, you you have now uh, catapulted their kids out of the yes, out of the nest. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> and uh, Lord, now you've opened up new vistas of opportunity for them to do ministry uh, in Hawaii and beyond. And we just ask that uh, you would would give them vision for this next season, uh, that they would be in uh, aligned together in what you're calling them to do. And, uh, Lord, that you would open up the doors that no man can shut and close the doors that no man can open mm -hmm. and uh, show them uh, what you're wanting to do in this Thank next in the head. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay. All right. So I, I, I already took up all your time. You, awesome. have, you have five minutes to share. Just kidding. I'll take you as long as you want. Is this true? Yeah, it's always true. Um, except we run out of film. No, just kidding. <laughs> Do we have film anymore? Uh, just kidding. And I'm going to have you put this on. I'm going to figure out how to get this working. So, um, Ray, us. Oh, thank you, Stu. It is just, I am so excited to be here. And, you know, um, I just really want to start, though, by saying thanks to your pastors. Your senior pastors are amazing people. And I know you already know it. 
But I always think it's most important to honor the senior pastors in the house. And these guys have meant so much to me and my family just for the last 30 years. I think we've been with you guys for 30 years. The first Sunday I came to the Coastlands, which is the predecessor of this church, um, was a week before Pastor Stu became the senior pastor. And he walks up to me and he's like, hey, I'm Stu. And I'm like, well, I'm Ray. And he's like, you're with me. Come back next week. And just like this morning, he ran off to go do all this stuff that he does. And so from that point on, we were connected. And it's just here. So let's honor them. Just appreciate you guys. You know, they've, they've been here for 30 years, nurturing the church, loving the church, pastoring the church, and not just the church, but the ministry of the school and this entire community. And, you know, it's, it's a life that is just so amazingly spent loving people and loving the community. So I really do honor them. So before I get started, I'll, I'll, I want to tell a little bit about myself, although Stu kind of stole some of my thunder. I'm going to give it to you a second time. Um, and I apologize if I'm excited because I'm always excited. I, I can't help myself. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, like I said, I came here 30 years ago, and Stu saw something in me that I didn't quite see in myself. As a young man, I was pretty excitable, but he's like, you're with me, and I've been with him since. It's just that whole mentality of seeing how he did ministry and what he set in place was crazy. So I think we were with you five years here on staff, and my first wife, Jane, um, and I came to the church. We got married in the church, and... It was exciting. We, we actually came into this facility, and my wife, I think, was the first administrator. Debbie was here setting it up, right? Debbie, I don't remember her name, but, but she was setting it up. Then my wife came in. It was a preschool administrator, and together we just we got to work together. I got to sit out there, and I'll tell you, it's not like it is now. You know, there were homeless guys living in the bushes, and, and, and I had to come in early to clean up stuff, stuff you didn't want to see because the teachers didn't want to come in. So I had to be here like 6 o'clock in the morning. The sun's not even up yet. And I'm a night person, but not anymore. I, I get up at 3.30 in the morning. So I'm excited. It's 3.30, 4.30. It's about 7 in Hawaii. So I'm just getting started. <laughs> but in around 1996, I had a conversation with a friend of mine that was in Hawaii. And he said, hey, there's a church. And you should really come check it out. And this is on a Tuesday. So on the way to work... We're coming down Lawrence Expressway, and I tell my wife, Jane, at the time, like, hey, there's a church in Hawaii, and she, we just had a baby, and, and she's like, not now. This is the wrong time, and I'm like, okay, so, so we get here, and it's, it's Tuesday. Wednesday comes. Thursday comes, and we finally have a conversation about it because it's just something somebody mentioned, so Friday, I'm having lunch with Stu, and, and I go, hey, Stu, you know, Jeff called me, and we're talking, and there's this church in Hawaii, and, and just thinking about it, because my heart's here with you. And he goes, well, on Tuesday, I was praying, and I felt God say to release you. I'm like, well, that's when I was talking to my friend. So Stu kicked me out of the church. And he said, you're gone. <laughs> and, and we headed off to Hawaii. So we got a chance to pastor there for five amazing years. The church was incredible. It was a small little church, had a lot of issues. And we got to see God. It, well, that's what you go into ministry for. You don't go into be clean. And so it was, it was amazing, though. The, the, the people were awesome, and I was bivocational. So after five years of pastoring, I was just sensing that God was moving us on. 
And my wife was dragging me out. She's like, we got to do something. Because God wanted me to be a pastor and a father more than he wanted, or not a pastor, a father and a husband more than he wanted me to be a pastor. You know, of a church, it's like, because I'm doing two full-time jobs. And it was difficult. But as a result, we got to turn our church over to two amazing senior pastors, Mike and Lisa Kai. And these guys, you know, I had no idea where God was leading us and what our journey would be. But these guys are some of the most amazing people, just like Stu and Jenny. Authentic people who love God and love people. So we turned the church over in 2001. In 2005, Jane was diagnosed with breast cancer. And after eight years of courageous struggle, she went to be with the Lord. And I was, I was at home with two teenage boys. So it was something that if I had stayed with the church, I don't think I would have been able to handle it. God already had this thing in place for us. So, so that's kind of where we went. Now you figure it's 20 years later. We turned a church of 60 people over to Mike and Lisa, and the church is now called Inspire Church. On a weekend, we average about 6,000 people, and on a, on a special Sunday, we may get up to 10,000. So, but I got to caveat that. We have four campuses on Oahu. We started one on the Big Island. We have one, what we call a micro campus in Lanai, and then we have Metro Manila. We planted a church out there. And it is crazy. It's like the average age is like 20-something in the church. And they're just loving God. So the best thing about it is I got to say thank you to this church because you guys have an amazing legacy that isn't just here or in Hawaii. It's international. And it all started because Stu was generous enough to let us go out and take this church. If we didn't take it, they were planning on closing it down. So we had a great opportunity there. And now we have a great legacy. So if you're in Hawaii... Come visit Inspire Church and see what you're a part of, because it is just amazing. So I did not think I would be doing this. I'm on vacation, right? <laughs> and as he said, we'll let Ray do it. And, and anybody knows, sermon prep takes a long time. So Tuesday, he sends me a text. What's your weekend plans look like? And I knew I was coming to visit already. We'd already kind of worked that out. And I said, well, we're in Gilroy Thursday and Friday and looking forward to seeing you guys on Sunday. What time are you getting in? He's like, well, would you like to share a word? I can share a word. And I'm kind of like, well, what does that mean, a word? Hi. It's a word, right? And uh, I actually had to write this down because it was just too funny. Uh, let's see if I can find it. Yeah, he's, he's like, share a word which I guess I'm not going to find it. I did this on my computer, and then my friend printed it out for me right at the end. So um, so he's like, do you have a word? I'm like, so I, I didn't want to be presumptuous thinking I was going to preach. So I text him back, um, what are you thinking? And again, he goes, <laughs> I, I could probably do it parade him now. I got it. I'm like, what are you thinking? He's like, he's like, whatever's on your heart. I'm like, well, that's not really helpful. Like, today's a great day. So then I'm like, okay, what's the message on? Because then I figure that he's got to tell me what he's preaching on or if I'm going to preach. He's like, you tell me, you're sharing. And I'm like, okay, I got it. Now it's Wednesday afternoon. So, so we're in Montana dropping our kids off, our, our youngest son off at college. And uh, 
and, and I get a chance to begin to start thinking, you know, what is God doing? And God's been doing some amazing things. But before I go any further, the best part of my day is introducing my beautiful wife, Flora. I know that uh, Stu got to uh, introduce us, but amazing. God's done some amazing things. Um, like I said, I lost my wife to cancer. Her, she lost her first husband to cancer, and God brought us together in an amazing way. Just totally, I think of Job, kind of like he just redeemed everything and then gave us an amazing thing going forward. Um, but we did spend the last week dropping our son off at college. And, and this is fun because if you've ever done it, you know it's an emotional experience. I've dropped off two, and so this is my third one, my wife's first one. I always like to write a letter that they don't know about, and I cry when I write the letter because I'm not much of a crier. Stu, ball baby, not me. So we kind of, you know, level each other off. And so, so I always write them a letter, kind of just letting them know what, you know, what my expectations are for them, what I think God's doing in their lives, what they need to look out for. And then I hide it under their pillow, someplace they're going to find it. And then I sneak out. And my oldest, when he calls me, he's like, Dad, why did you do this to me? I'm like, what? He's like, I didn't cry till I read your letter. So they both kept the letter. I don't know how this youngest one's going to handle it, but gave it to him and we got out. So it's a new season for him, going from young man, teenager into college and being on his own. But like Stu said, it's a new season for us. I don't know what God's going to do with us. All I know is I'm excited. <laughs> We're what you call empty nesters. My wife calls it free birding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so then I begin thinking, okay, well, what's God doing in my life? Because two things you got to know is I'll never pass up an opportunity to share God's word. And two, God always has a word. So I'm on the same page. And so I'm thinking, what is God doing in my life today? Because he's been doing some amazing things. And recently, what he's been doing is giving me the best day ever. Today is the best day ever. And usually, like, if, if I'm having the best day ever, which is every day, people come up and I'll greet you. And you guys kind of ruined my, my introduction this morning because nobody let me say, it's the greatest day ever. Because I normally meet somebody and say, how's it going? It's good. How about you? And then, then I'll say, it's the greatest day ever. And then, of course, people look at me and they go like, why? You know, and, and I just knew I was having the greatest day ever. It's, I get out of bed like this. You know, my poor wife, it's 3.30 in the morning. And I'm like, shower, coffee. I'm making her breakfast. Just I, I do all this stuff in the morning. It's like I'm wired from the time I get up. And so I go to work that way. But then I began thinking, why am I having the best day ever? What is it that God's done that just is doing it? And so now I have this thing, and you guys are going to help me do it. I'm going to instruct you like you did in worship. That was awesome, by the way. And we'll kind of role play this thing. So I'll say, how you doing? And you're going to say, great, how about you? Then I'm going to say, it's the best day ever. And you're going to say, why? <laughs> so, so think we can do this? All right. How you doing? Oh, it's the greatest day ever. Well, yesterday's gone. Tomorrow's not here. And this is the day God has given me. And I'm going to make it the best day ever. And that's just my mind. I, I really do that. Um, and that's what, we're, that's what I'm going to share today is how do we, what are the three things we can do to empower our best day ever? Because it would really kind of stink not to have a great day. 
So let's go ahead and pray, if we can. Heavenly Father, thank you for this amazing day and this, this amazing opportunity to just share what you've put on my heart. Lord, I just pray that you give me words to speak. And Lord, just let, just let the words be heard that you want to be heard. Lord, we just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So when I practiced this, it was almost an hour and a half long. So thanks for giving me all this time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but we are going to talk about the best day ever. And, you know, that doesn't mean that we don't have struggles. You know, Dean, you brought it up great in, in, in what the scripture today meant. You know, we go through struggles every single day. I mean, I go to work and I have things that I don't like, or, but it doesn't change the fact that I'm not going to have the best day ever. Those things don't rule who I am or how I see things, what my perceptions are, what God's put inside of me. And so I think about it, but what is your best day ever? Is it hot chocolate and cookies in the morning when she gets out of bed? which I don't make her hot chocolate and cookies, but, but the thing is we do have the best day ever when we just really have that perspective and mentality. And so the first thing we have to do is look for divine appointments. I am always looking for divine appointments. And so when I thought about divine appointments, I thought about Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. I don't know if you know that story. You know, the disciples are being dispersed and, then it says, as for Philip, it's verse 26, an angel of the Lord said to him, go south down the, to the desert road that runs from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out and he met the treasurer of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority of the sister of the queen of Ethiopia. Now I had to change that word because it was like Candrake or Candake. I don't even know what that is. So I looked it up and I'm like, oh, it's the sister of the queen. So anyways, the eunuch had a lot of power. And because I shared this with the friends we were staying with, they're like, well, you're changing scripture. And we were just having fun. But So I just want to let you know I did change it. Um, so the eunuch had gone to Jerusalem to worship. And now he, w- and he was returning. Seated in his carriage, he was reading aloud from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Holy Spirit said to Philip, go over and walk along beside the carriage. Philip ran over and heard the man reading from the prophet Isaiah. And Philip asked, do you understand what you're reading? The man replied, how can I unless someone instructs me? He urged Philip to come into the carriage and sit with him. And we'll skip down to verse 34. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me, was the prophet talking about himself or someone else? So beginning with the same scripture, Philip told him the good news about Jesus. As they rode along, they came to some water and the eunuch said, look, there's some water. (laughs) I find it funny. Why can't I be baptized? He ordered the carriage to stop. They went down to the water, and Philip baptized him. So imagine this. You're, you're sitting there. You're walking along, and the Holy Spirit says to you, go talk to that janitor. And you say, okay, God. And you walk up, and you say to the janitor, how's it going? And he says, good. How about you? And you say, well, it's the best day ever. And he looks back at you and goes, well, why is that? And you reply, well, yesterday's gone. Tomorrow's not here yet. And the Lord has given me this day. And you have a divine appointment. You know, I pray every morning with my wife. And my prayer goes like this. It's the same prayer, and we add on to it. But I really believe in this prayer every morning because I pray it over us as a family. It's, it's Lord, just give us supernatural wisdom and creativity because I believe that God 
can really empower us. And, I, and I've just seen him answer that prayer alone over and over again. And then I ask him to expand my intellect and grow my memory. You know, eight years of cancer battle really took a lot out of me. And, and I started realizing I was, I have a great memory, but I don't have a great memory anymore. What was your name? <laughs> it's, it's, it's really strange. So I just began praying, God, you know, restore my memory. I, I, need, I just need you to give me the strength to, to just really go after things. And so I, you know, I just pray, you know, just grow my memory. And then I ask, give me favor with my bosses, my peers, my coworkers, and my employees. You know, I just want God's favor on everything I do. And then I ask him, you know, Lord, show us all the good works you've prepared for us. Because if you don't know it, God's preparing good works for you every single day. There's something for you to do. And then I pray, God, help me to make the most of each opportunity. Because I can see it, but I got to make the most of it. I can't just let it happen. I got to go after it. That, my mentality is that way. But I know I can't do it unless God empowers me to do it. And then I'll pray, watch over our family, keep us safe and healthy. And then whatever floor has on her mind or I have on my mind, we pray for sick friends, we pray for people going on vacation, just, I mean, whatever. We pray about that. And that's our first thing we do in the morning. And so, you know, I really do believe each day that the best day ever happens because I'm intentional about it. And I really do. I look for people to talk to. It's just a strange thing. I'm sitting anywhere, and I'll strike up a conversation with you, and, and I will know everything about you. Matter of fact, this weekend we were, we were celebrating with some friends, and their son-in-law's an introvert. Amazing young man. We just started talking. We just hit it off. And, and it was such an enriching conversation for, I hope, both of us. I mean, I enjoyed it. <laughs> but he's an introvert. He's probably going, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so we really do try to go after it. You know, my wife is that way too. So this weekend, or this last week, we had three amazing opportunities where God just opened the doors for these divine appointments. And uh, so she took our son to orientation back in July. So they went out, spent a week at the college, and she began to meet other mothers. So these are the mothers that are dropping their kids off for the first time, and they kind of banded together, and they're texting each other, like, all the way from the time they got back to the time we dropped them off. Oh, did you see this towel thing on sale at Bed Bath and Beyond? They're just going, I'm like, oh my gosh, I cannot deal with this. <laughs> so come to find out though, while she was there, they said, Well, who came the furthest? And well, she came from Hawaii, so she was the furthest away, and they gave her this gift, a sweat a sweatshirt that's like triple X, and I don't know what you're gonna do with it, but I guess it was a leftover. But she got some swag. And they said, Well, who's the closest? And this mom's like, I am. I'm a mile away from the campus. And unbeknownst to us, her husband's like, hey, there's a Hawaii connection. You need to go connect up. Well, it turns out this lady, her name's Karma, she um, actually lived in Maui for a long time. And so there is this kind of connection that they made. And so when we get to Montana, we flew in red eye on Sunday night. So Monday we get in, don't sleep. She sets up dinner with this family, people that I don't know. And, and I am an extrovert, but I mean, it's 24 hours. We didn't sleep. So we get to the restaurant late. We roll in. They get up out of the table to greet us. And my wife's like, hey, it's great to meet you. And I stick my hand out and say, how's it going? I'm Ray. And he goes, I'm Elwood. I'm like, how you doing? Elwood, what a great name. And he's like, I'm good. How about you? And I'm like, best day ever. And he's like, Why? And I'm like, yesterday's gone. Tomorrow's not here yet, so I have today. 
and I'm going to make it the best day ever. And besides, I got to meet you. What more could I ask for? <laughs> and he starts laughing, and we just hit it off. We connected. Elwood is amazing. He's an adventurer, right? So we're having dinner. We're talking. He's like, I'm like, Elwood, what do you do? He's like, I'm a purveyor of happiness, joy, and Christmas light. And I'm like, what does that even mean? You're what? He's like, I'm a purveyor of joy, happiness, and Christmas light. Now I know we're on the same page because I have no idea what it is, but it sure sounds fun. Turns out he manufactures lights, like LED lights, incandescent lights, but he does it for like the movie industries, carousels. So like if you ever watch Yellowstone and they have these lights, they make those lights for timepieces like that. I've never seen Yellowstone, but I hear it's really good. But he does this stuff, right? And so he's an adventurer. He's like, yeah, I grew up in Southern California. I'm a skater. And he's like my age, and I'm like, the last time I tried to boogie board, I almost broke my back. And he's like, yeah, I met this guy and this guy. And he's like, he knows all these famous skaters. And I'm like, Elwood, you're awesome. He's like, yeah, you know what? When it snows and it's six inches here, because it's Montana, it snows all the time. He's like, they don't even let me go to work. They, what are you doing here? It's six inches. He's like, I'll see you later. And he goes out and skis. I'm like, I need a job like that. So we're talking some more. And he goes, oh, we're going to go whitewater rafting this weekend. We've been doing it. And my son, Wade, is like, I want to do that. He's like, I can't do it this week, but let's change numbers. Appointment number one, Elwood and I are going to be friends for a long time, I could tell, because <laughs> we're just that way. You know, previously in the day, we stopped at REI. We walk in, and my wife, my son, Wade, and the girl, well, the girl that we're staying with, her parents, she came with us. And she's like 25. She grew up with my, boy, my older boys. And so we're just laughing. We're having a great time in REI, and we're just having fun, and the, the um, sales guy comes up, and he's like, looks like I really missed something, because we're just laughing, right? And it's like, yeah, and we're not going to tell you. And so we're going on, and, and finally I turn around, and I'm like, how's it going? He's like, oh, that's good. How about you? I'm like, it's the best day ever. And he's like, well, why is that? <laughs> well, yesterday's gone. Tomorrow's not here, so I've got today, and I got to meet you. What's your name? And he goes, I'm Bryce. I'm like, hey, Bryce, great to meet you. And we start talking. I mean, we just hit up this conversation. And it's so much in common. He'd just gotten out of the Navy. I'd been in the Navy. And he's like, yeah, working here in the store, it's like, in the Navy, it's all community here. Nobody even talks to me. And so we just kind of talk and kind of hit it off. And as we're talking, he's like, yeah, because I don't have friends, I've been skydiving every weekend. And my son's like, skydiving? I like skydiving. <laughs> like, You've never skydived. I know, I want to. And then Lexi, the girl that's with us, she's like, I'm going too. And he's like, well, I can't do it this weekend, but give me your number. They exchanged numbers. And he was a, just a great guy. Divine appointment immediately. And also, he's a freshman this year in the college, so they may have a chance to see each other. And the last one, because it's just so amazing how God, I'm, it's all the way across the world for us to go to Montana. We go into the dorms to check my son in. My son got into this program called the Gold Standard. So they come in, they introduce him to all the senior administrators, and they teach them leadership and get them a job. And there's like 25 of them. So he's on campus. The only other people on campus are people that are in special clubs or that are athletes, right, getting ready for the seasons. And he's not in any of those dorms. So he is the only kid in his dorm. We get in there, and it's like us and him, and it's just like, and it's a wreck. So they tell us to come back. We come back an hour later, and we get up into the third floor where he's at, which, well, it's just something else. So we get up there, and, and this guy comes out. And he's like, 
oh, hey, sorry, there was such a mess up here. You know, I'm the custodian. We just started cleaning up. And I'm like, how's it going? <laughs> and he goes, good, how about you? And I go, it's the best day ever. And he goes, why? <laughs> so I said, yesterday's not here, or yesterday's gone. Tomorrow's not here. But this is the day God gave me, and I got to meet you guys. This is amazing. And he's like, and he looks at my son Wade's shirt and he's like, do you rodeo? Because his shirt said rodeo on it. Now from Hawaii, I don't know how he figured it out, but my son has a cowboy hat. He's been out roping and learning to ride horses. And, and in his mind, he wants to be a cowboy. That's why he's in Montana. So, <laughs> so this guy's like, so do you, do you rodeo? And my son, yeah, I do. And he's like, well, what do you do? He's like, I rope. He's like, well, my son ropes. He just got a scholarship to Wyoming. And he's like, that's amazing. He's like, matter of fact, we got some, some rodeos going on around here. So my other son, maybe I can hook you up with him. Let's change numbers. And so as we get ready to kind of wrap things up, and the guy's going to be in the dorms. So my son actually knows someone in the dorms above everyone else, right? Because he's first. But he's like, hey, I have an arena. Who has an arena at their house? I have a horse arena at my house. If you want to come practice roping, just let me know. And I'm like, it's time for us to go home. But God just gave us all these amazing divine appointments. You know, just one right after the other. So that's kind of the first thing we have is the ability to just share our lives because really that's what it's about, right? And I'm going to talk about it a little bit later, but the fragrance we were talking about, the, our lives are like a, a worship fragrance that goes up to the Lord. And we actually get into it by sharing our lives with other people. So the second thing is sharing your gift. We all have gifts. We each have different unique gifts. Obviously, yours isn't technology because... We didn't have any words, but we do have online, right? So you have other gifts. Your worship was awesome, and I love Bob Dylan, so I'm, yeah, I absolutely love the worship this morning, by the way. But, but we get a chance to share our gifts, right? We, we find that, you know, when we share our gift, life is better. If you're not having a great day or you're not having the best day ever, share it with somebody. Share your day. Share your gift. You know, I just read a book by a guy named P.J. Fleck and... Somebody, Gordon, I don't remember the other guy's name. But P.J. Fleck is a university coach. And he coaches football for University of Minnesota. But prior to that, he did another university. First time, first time that he's ever coaching, like, in the thing that he goes to this school that has never won anything in, like, 50 years. And, and his story is kind of unique because he lost his son, I think, like, right after birth. He's like, and it really affected him. And so he's like, how do I give his legacy something that goes on? And his thing is called Row the Boat. So that's the name of the book if you want to read it. It's a quick, easy read, inspirational, but his thing is all about giving back to the community and about changing culture. So he went into the first college, changed the culture, and then they offered him a number of jobs. And when him and his wife were talking about it, she's like, if it's not hard, it's not worth doing. And so they put him into the University of Minnesota. And so there's a process of like two or three years to really transform a culture on a, on a level that big. But his thing was, you know, if you want to change culture, you have to give of yourself. And if you want to be successful, you have to give to the community because you don't just change yourself, you change the community. And if you change the community, you change the players. And so it, it's all about giving back. So these players go out to these children's hospitals because that's where his focus is. And they're really involved in the community. And as a part of this sweeping change, what happened is, is they went from like just a, a mediocre team to one of the top playing teams and playing bowl games 
but their student athletes also won the highest honors in all student athletes because it's about the whole person. But it was really just about giving back. And so when I think about you know, my best day ever, if I'm not having the best day ever, I do something for someone else. And it is by far amazing. The third thing we're going to talk about is in empowering our best day ever mentality is be somebody that can be seen. Because think about it. you got to do things so people see you. My best day ever, it's, I don't know how that even started, but i got to tell you, I love it. I've always been positive. I've always gotten up and done things. But when I get people to stop and turn around and ask me, well, why is that? I got an immediate in. So when I began thinking about the best day ever, the scripture in 2 Corinthians kind of came to mind just because, like I said, one of the first sermons that I heard him preach was on this section of scripture 30 years ago. I still remember that you preached. I don't remember what it was, but I remember it. So it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, but thank God he has made us captives and continued to lead us along in Christ's triumphal procession. Now he uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere like sweet perfume. Our lives are a Christ-like fragrance rising up to God. Best day ever, just saying. But this fragrance is perceived differently by those who are being saved and those who are perishing. To those who are perishing, we are a dreadful smell of death and doom. But to those who are being saved, we are life-giving perfume. And who is adequate for such a task? We're not, but God is. And we are with Christ in us. So how do we smell? right? How do we smell to other people? Sometimes we are going to be offensive. I mean, we went to a restaurant in, in Montana, and the guy that I'm with is very positive too. And I always engage the waiters. If, if you want to get a better service, you always engage and really love on your waitresses and waiters. So she goes, how's it going? I'm like, best day ever. Okay, follow me. <laughs> she ignored me through the whole meal and talked to my friend. Sometimes it can be that way, but but nine out of ten times, it's, it's the other. So the question is, how, do you, how are you perceived and, and, how, and are you authentic? Because I, I can tell you, if I didn't believe that today was the best day ever, I wouldn't say it. I, I just couldn't. I, it's, I would be moping around in here if it wasn't the best day ever. So, you know, I, and, and probably one of the funnest things about where I work at, I work for the federal government, actually, full-time. And, you know, with the government, we're here to help, and everybody is just kind of like, so I started a new job about two and a half, or about a year and a half ago. And when I got there, I'm walking, I'm like, man, this is great. You know, every place has issues, but this was toxic. I mean, amazingly toxic. And I'm like, and I'm a troubleshooter by trade. I think, I was talking with somebody about it. With Doug back there, I was with Doug, right? Yeah, I was talking with Doug about, about it, and and I like processes, I like troubleshooting things. So I walk in, I'm like, oh, we could do this, we can do that. And, and this lady, no kidding, she's like, and she was a believer. She looks at me, she's like, you wait for two months and you're going to be like the rest of us. This place is going to suck the life out of you. And I'm like, well, I don't receive that. As a matter of fact, in two months, you're going to be like me. And she's like, and I got up and left. I'm not, just, I'm not even going to entertain it. And so my goal has been over the last year and a half is to transform the culture. Now, the good thing is I have a team, and, and I've really gone after with our team. 
and the culture is changing. It's pretty amazing. It's a lot of fun. But it's not just our team. There's a guy now that comes in the building, and he'll see me, and he'll come up and he'll be like, are you having the best day ever? And I'm like, yes, I am. And now that I've seen you, it's even better. And he's like, hey, I just got to tell you, I'm going to steal this from you. And I'm like, you can have it. And he goes, hey, we're going to change this place. And I'm like, yes, we are. (laughs) And it's already happening. But one of the things I did, I started identifying people that were already kind of positive. And you could just see that they're run down and no one's encouraging. And now it's kind of like this challenge to me. I like challenges, so I'm like, I'm ready to go after this. And so I believe we can make it the best day ever. And if you're not having the best day ever, I challenge you to do a few things. Look for a divine appointment. And it doesn't have to be a stranger. I mean, that time when God puts something on your heart to call somebody, that's a divine appointment for someone. Maybe not you, maybe for them. But it will change your life because you're using a gift to share with them. And so that's my message for today. I just want to encourage everybody to have that best day ever mentality because I can't tell you how much I'm just, I don't, maybe it's because I got old, but I'm just loving life. But I think it's something we can all just grab onto and really change the culture around us. We don't have to be brought down by those that just don't have Christ, right? We have this fragrance about us that is just amazing. And so with that, I'd like to just pray for us. Mm, Heavenly Father, we just thank you that we can be a pleasing aroma to you. Lord, not out of our own selfish ends, but really just to serve you. And, and Lord, just bring the gifts and the excitement that you bring into our lives just to those around us. Lord, I pray for each person here today and, and each person watching online that you would just touch them. Lord, that you would just point them in a direction. And, and Lord, just let their lives and their day be the most amazing day ever. Lord, this is the day that you have made, and we need to rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, this is the best day ever for me, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. I honestly don't know how long I took, but, <laughs> but I had a great time. Thank you, guys. Nice. All right. One, one second. Close this out. <laughs> we are. We're very close. Uh, No, thank you. Yeah, uh, Ray, Ray calls me uh, randomly every six months or whatever, and I always ask him how he is, and he always says, I'm having the best day ever. And I always ask, why is that? I'm still, I'm still falling for it. <laughs> and then he proceeds to tell me, uh, God is good. Amen? Are you going to have the best day ever today? Those, those are were beautiful points, too, because uh, when we're having the best day ever, we're able to share. And you know that uh, I, I say it every week. Uh, if we're having difficulties here in the box, you can imagine what people who are living without Christ in the world. And we are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. And uh, we need to reflect that uh, for their sake and for the gospel's sake. And so I want to encourage you to take this to heart. And... Uh, Thank you for being with us today. For those of you joining us online, I know who you are, most of you, some of you. Uh, God bless you. Have a great day and uh, make it your best day ever. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. The rest of us are going to have uh, spend time having lunch and encouraging one another and praying for one another. So, amen. 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 Thanks, Ray. That was awesome. Best day ever. Amen. Woo. Yeah. You want to clap again? You just go ahead.
Hey, man, so, uh, one one last thought. I know you guys can get up while I'm gone, but uh, the the verse of the day when we we're doing worship, uh, I, I was thinking of this verse in Isaiah twenty six twelve. It says, uh, "All that we have accomplished, you have done for us." And uh, the, it, it is amazing that if anything good comes from our life, and we're like, "Yeah, this is great." Uh, we know it was because God was able to use use our lives, and uh, we give all glory to Him. All three songs, Amen. All right, God bless you, and we'll see you soon.